Episode 45 of the Small Biz Startup Essentials Podcast. Got another DIY for you here, building your email list. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of the Small Biz Startup Essentials Podcast. The mission of this podcast is to help you turn your dream of having a small business into a reality and provide you with enough tips and tools so that when you decide it's finally time to launch, you'll be more profitable quicker because you built a solid foundation for the business. Well, maybe you've had this burning desire to do something that you really love to do, and maybe you're retired or about to retire, and you just want to have a life of purpose and, and look forward to the day every day when you wake up. Uh, I get it, folks. I've been there, and I'll help you turn your dream into reality by giving you the tools you need to start your business with a strong foundation. But whatever situation you're in, you're here, and I'm glad to have you. Uh, welcome. Uh, I hope to provide enough helpful content for you so that you'll subscribe and automatically get all the new episodes. So let's dive in. This week, I'd like to talk to you about how you can build and grow your email list on your quest to have a, a portable but profitable business, uh, as I mentioned in the last episode. But for today, I'm just going to focus uh, less on the tools to use and more on the methodology of creating and crafting the emails themselves. But I'd be remiss if I left out the major components of how to build your email list and you know, if you haven't heard me mention these things in the other episodes, then it might be a good time to go back a, a little bit to hear those other episodes so you can piece this puzzle together a little bit better. Uh, episode 26 was starting a business from zero. Episode 33, the email list and why you need it. So these episodes have a, a different perspective and content about the subject, but uh, in different layers. So today we're peeling back the onion a little bit more to uh, to talk about the details uh, of the actual components of the email itself. Now that's coming up, uh, but for now let's go over uh, other components of how uh, you can build your email list. I'm going to start with uh, uh, these topics in general, okay? Lead magnet, the ebook offer, you're going to get into the structure of an email campaign and talk a little bit about reader awareness. Okay. So let's start with the lead magnet. Now I, I briefly went over this topic, uh, as I said, in other episodes, but this is an option that I see people overlooking more and more. Uh, a lead magnet is a tool for websites that offers your website visitors something in exchange for their email. So you can hopefully start and develop a relationship with them through your email campaign. I use lead magnets that have a specific focus so that I can redirect them into specific email marketing campaigns that'll provide more specific content based on where they're at. Uh, I have a lead magnet for a free ebook, ebook of the month club, free gift uh, called the tools we use, and a different lead magnet for uh, as a, a website exit recovery, as they call it. Like if somebody's trying to leave the website quickly, uh, they haven't been there very long, th there's a program that can sense these things based on the mouse uh, movement in the browser they're using. And there's something called website exit recovery. And, um, and so if they enter their email address through that lead magnet, I know that they were 
trying to leave the website uh, quickly and didn't really browse around. And so I can target my content based on their intent, uh, th what they signed up for, things like that. It's sort of like different categories, different buckets that their emails can go into, so to speak. You know, it, it's better to try to figure out in advance what major category to put the reader into first and then work on where they're at, where their interest level, what kind of products and services that, that could meet their needs, things like that. So the ebook offer, uh, again, I mentioned this before a few times. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this now, but offering an ebook is a very popular way to do a DIY build of your email list. Uh, you can uh, give away an ebook and sell another, or just give them all away if you have more than one. Uh, I have, I think, a total of about 16 uh, of them, and all on different topics related to mindset, social media, websites, SEO, building a business, launching a business. Uh, I'm working on another one now about building a team. And uh, you can do this as well. I mean, you know, take what you know and pour out your thoughts on paper or digital paper, so to speak. But I'm at that age where I still like to print things out and have things in my hand as well. So when you're creating your ebook, make it something that people can print out. Because too many times you know, I've purchased or signed up for free ebooks and it's so filled with full page graphics that you know, I can't print it out. I'm not going to dump all that ink into printing a lot of pages full of nice looking graphics. It's not worth it to me. It leaves it, and it sort of leaves a bad taste in my mouth too about, about their content. You know, it looks nice, yes. <laughs> Printable, no. Friends, don't don't do this. Don't pour more graphic design than helpful content into your eBooks. Page after page of huge graphics and just like a paragraph or two of actual textual content. It's not worth it to me. And if it's not worth it to me, then I'm betting that there's some other people, maybe a lot of other people that would feel the same way as well. You know, I sort of feel a little bit cheated um, by the concept of what I thought I was getting. Big promise, but little results. So now let's dive into some of the details about the actual emails that you'll be sending out to people that sign up for your content. But keep in mind here that these people are between either sort of interested or very interested uh, in your product or services, but you need to walk them through the process of, as I mentioned before in other episodes, the know, like, trust, try, buy process, which hopefully <laughs> leads to repeat buyer as well, right? The email marketing campaigns need emails that have a predetermined structure. Now, th this structure isn't really carved in stone and, and, and it should be constructed in a way that doesn't look like it has a predetermined structure, but it does and it should. So you'll wanna start with the overall structure of the campaign, the framework, so to speak. Uh, right now, I'm working on email content around the structure of the seven building blocks of a successful small business. Uh, this is the content that I posted on my blog and have prior podcast episodes about. Uh, I'm being consistent with my message this way. I'm not all over the place with my message and branding by sticking to the framework. So in the structure of an email campaign, uh, these are some things that I have uh, listed and they're just sort of... Uh, generic and and you know not carved in stone as I said before you can 
uh, have them all, have some of them, have none of them. It's it's up to you. But from me and, and my perspective and what I'm recommending, this is what I'm what I think the emails should contain. But to back up a little bit, um, there's three email types that exist that you may want to think about as far as what kind you're going to do, right? Are you, are you going to have live emails that you send individually on the fly with your email list, with people that sign up for, for through your email list? Are you going to have an automated campaign sequence that has the content entered into uh, an email marketing program that has a schedule of what to send and when, what and who to send it to, or are you just going to have uh, you know one-off emails where you're not sending to your email list as a group, but just individually? So think about that a little bit. And uh, my preference is to use the email marketing uh, program and have a campaign where I craft one email that automatically enters their name based on how they entered it into my email list. And uh, I can grab some other specifics about them as well if I want, but for now, I just stick with their first name. But before you write anything, uh, you need to determine your reader awareness level. And this will help you to sort of figure out the content that you're going to create for your email campaign. So there's two swings of the pendulum here, okay? Two opposite sides of the spectrum. And uh, I'm going to post this on the blog so you can see it. But on one side of the spectrum is somebody who's totally unaware of their problem of you of you know their situation they're they're just they have a problem but they don't know they have a problem okay on the other side of the spectrum there's somebody who's fully aware okay they know they have a problem they know there's a solution they may be working on the solution they know about you they know about your products and services they're a fan of yours, and all you have to do is mention that you have something uh, to offer them, and a lot of times they're already on board. They're your ideal customer or your ideal reader, okay? But in between those two spans of the spectrum, the unaware and the fully aware, we're going to take it up a notch each time to different levels of awareness, okay? So from the bottom up, from unaware, the next uh, reader awareness level is going to be somebody who's problem aware. If they know they have a problem, right? So say, uh, like for my readers, so say they know that retirement's coming soon and uh, they, they don't know exactly what they want to do about it, but they know they have a problem. They don't know the solution yet, okay? But they are aware that they have a problem. And the next level up in reader awareness is going to be product aware, okay? So these are the folks that know about your product and know what it does, know the solutions that you provide, all right? But they don't know exactly what to do about your product as a, compared to somebody else's product, okay? They're, they know about your product, but they're not really sold or making a commitment towards your product yet, okay? The next level up for reader awareness level is going to be solution aware, okay? They know they have a problem. They know about your product. They know there's a solution, 
to their problem, but they're not sold yet as to who to go to for the solution. Okay, so they're still comparing you with other people, things like that. Um, and, and then the top level, as I mentioned before, is those that are fully aware. So we go from unaware to problem aware, to product aware, to solution aware, to fully aware, all right? Those are the reader awareness levels that we have to think about when we come up with our content, okay? So if you're starting off in business and you, you're starting off with your email list, uh, because people are signing up to the email list, they're not totally unaware. They're, they have some level of awareness of you and a little bit about what you do. Obviously, they signed up for your email list. They, they, maybe they just signed up for your email list because they wanted the free thing that you were offering. I, I don't know. But if you're just starting out with your business, you might want to start with a, a lower level of awareness so that you can help walk them through that no like, trust, try, buy process, okay? And as you uh, interact with uh, people through your email list, and there's a way to do that, to get responses or, or in, and I'll get into that a little bit later, uh, you can move them into different categories, which would help you to understand where they're at, but also to provide more specific content based on their level of awareness, okay? So the theme of the email content should focus on some of these things, okay? There's a concept called rule of one. The rule of one concept for email marketing is that each email that goes out should just focus on one particular topic, right? One solution or one product or just one. You don't want to dump too much into your emails. You don't want to send an email that, you know, this is everything I know about this topic, you know, in the, in the quest of trying to be helpful. <laughs> it's going to give them too much content. They're not going to know what to focus on. So the rule of one is very popular in, uh, in copywriting and content marketing. And so that's what I would recommend is you, you keep your emails to a certain length, to a certain uh, not too long, not too short sort of uh, perspective. And we'll get into that a little bit later. But the rule of one should be just to focus on one thing, okay? The overall framework of the email content should be based on uh, maybe what I would also recommend is a, a series, a topical series, maybe, right? Now, your topical series could be about a product. Your topical series could be about a service. But uh, I think it's easier to, for people to follow when it's, it's topical in a series. And that's one of the reasons why I'm doing a couple of DIY episodes in the podcast. So the components of an email itself, the internal components of the email, and not all of these are, are necessary, but you know, you're going to have the headline uh, in, in the subject line right, of the email. And this is where you need to pull the reader in and persuade them to open the email. Uh, I would recommend having some sort of a little story. Now, the story doesn't have to be long. Uh, a lot of people just automatically assume that when I say the word story, it's going to be a long and, you know, lots of words, blah, blah, blah. No, a story can be, you know, 
two sentences, you know, it's a, but it's a little bit of a personal uh, insight as to what you've experienced or so had somebody else experience or th something like that. People like stories. Okay. So when you have a story component in your email, it obviously makes it more personal, which people want. They don't want to be just uh, a generic person that, that you're sending emails to. They want it to feel personal, right? You want to have a link to something helpful uh, to help them solve a problem that you are anticipating that they have. And that's the whole intent of the email campaign is that you're helping them solve a problem by providing a service or a product, right? You want to have a link to something free, maybe a link to a video that you provide or that somebody else has helped you with. Um, you want to have a call to action. And my perspective is um, to try to have two to three calls to action in the entire email content, okay? Uh, you know, you always include some kind of a desired response for, for the reader, right? So our, what, what's the call to action going to be? Click on a link, go to the podcast, watch a video that I have, sign up for something that I offer, uh, maybe buy something. Uh, take a survey. These are typical call to actions, right? Next is a very popular thing in the email content is to have a PS content. You know, and, and since a lot of people scan the emails and they look for bullet points, uh, which is always recommended because they can people scan bullet points really easy or they skin to the bottom. Uh, to see how it sort of ends. Uh, this is uh, your last chance to include something important. Um, and then there's the signature content, where at the very end, obviously, I have a, a signature content that you can put a link to your website, you can put a link to social media, things like that. You know, it's just built in, automatically built in to your signature content. Now, overall, you, you need to know what your most wanted response is going to be. You want to have one topic to focus on, right? The rule of one. But you you also want to have just one thing that you're trying to get your reader to do, right? Now, this is email marketing, okay? This is this is all about marketing. So, what do you what's the one response that you want your reader to do with each email? And it might vary from email to email. You might send out one email that all you want them to do is click on this link. You might send out another email campaign is all you want them to do is go to the podcast, right? So it depends on each email that goes out. It's not going to be the same for every email in your campaign. So what's your most wanted response? Click on a link, go to a website, go to a podcast, go to your blog, sign up for something, buy something, take a survey, those are common things for most wanted response, right? So now, uh, again, I mentioned in this episode 33 and briefly in other episodes as well, you, you can manage your email list through a professional email marketing platform so it doesn't come off, uh, come off as spam, okay? There's laws about these things, and it's so very important that you don't find yourself in some hot water because the proper rules weren't followed, right? So I like to use what's called MailerLite, a uh, pretty popular program for managing your email campaign. Um, 
Uh, I use that to manage my email list. And there's many other options out there as well. You know, MailChimp and Constant Contact, ConvertKit. You can search all day for options, but you, you get what you pay for, which means that you could pay for too much as well, right? It's not always <laughs> that you don't pay enough. You could be paying too much for something that you don't exactly need either, right? So be careful to only pay for what you need right now. You, all of these major programs are going to have ways for you to start off at a certain level, and then you can upgrade to a higher level based on your needs, and, and you can just take it from one level to another up to you know a professional um, business level as you're able, right? But I wouldn't recommend just spending... a month, $100 a month on something that it isn't necessary and you just throw money out the window. I'm I'm not a fan of uh, throwing money out the window for sure. Uh, As you can tell, there's uh, a a lot of preparation needed for a successful email campaign. Uh, Does it take a lot of time and effort? Yes. Do you need to hire somebody to do it? Well, usually, but if you tap into the analytical side of the brain and then tap into the creative side of the brain, you know, you might be able to create your own successful email marketing program. Now, some people can and some people can't. Now, my goal is to at least help get you better informed so that you can make the best decisions and determine for yourself what you're able to do or not, or what you just want to do or, or not, right? You know, building an email list is normally something that's outsourced to a marketing pro, or if you've already built a team or a staff assigned to the person handling the marketing. Well, friends, that's our episode for today. Uh, thanks for listening. I hope you found this content helpful. Maybe there's somebody you know that could benefit from this podcast as well. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any episodes. And once again, I have some free resources for you to help you get started. Just go to tomclaremont.com slash resources. There you'll find a host of free downloadable content to help you get started. If you need more, you want to dig deeper with uh, some eBooks I have to offer, just click on the Power Tools button. And friends, again, as always, stay encouraged, follow your dream, and don't give up.